0: This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Masterclass and Omaha Steaks.
1: All right, uh, first updates, and then, you know, BlizzCon, and then some entertainment news Gamers. to wrap up this uh, pretty chaotic week, where more than half of the entire country was frozen solid. And uh, speaking of uh, all of that, and of course, fly-in Ted Cruz, who got caught trying to ditch his frozen state of Texas to lay on the beach in Cancun, Mexico. Turns out, somehow, someway, the story actually got worse. <laughs> Because, uh, as you'll recall, within his excuses about why he had to uh, all of the sudden head down to Cancun, you'll know that one of the reasons was that his house was freezing and
0: far too cold for his family to survive comfortably. His wife was complaining about it in text messages that uh, their neighbors, who apparently hate them, leaked to the media.
1: Yeah, the text like, messages are great. Like, Who's with us? We'll come back Sunday? Like, just just... N-
0: No response. It's- it's- it's no not a crime, but it's people. incriminating
1: yeah. the, the, the scandal. It's incriminating the scandal, yeah. and it's just hilarious. Well, look, house, very cold. Kids, unhappy. Got to go to Cancun. But I guess uh, Ted's good dad routine doesn't extend to the family dog, because regardless of whether or not he was coming back the next day or a few days later, as was originally planned on the tickets that he purchased from United, the Cruz family dog was left at home in the freezing cold while they jetted off to Mexico. Yeah.
0: Now, obviously, the Cruz family would have someone looking after the dog. And uh, yeah, one of the reporters who walked up to the place said there was a security guard just hanging out in a car outside. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm watching the dog. The dog is fine. Are you sure it's not cold? No, it's fine. Uh, um, but yeah, the image that was taken by a reporter for New York Magazine is just another completely absurd entry into this already ridiculous real-life story of a man who simply can't stop himself from being on the wrong side of history at every turn. Mm -hmm. Just this tiny fucking toy dog. Staring out the window, wondering where its family is. Where's my family? I'm cold. And yeah, by his own admission, or at least as a part of his story about the escort mission that he was on in Mexico, my daughters need me to escort them to Mexico, where Uh, I will abandon them. Am
1: I a good enough father to do it?
0: Yeah, according to Ted Cruz, the house was freezing and the only heat at the house when they were there was being provided by a fire. So that dog is obviously going to be cold. And the fact that it's just sitting there at the door, staring out, wondering where everyone is, it is heartbreaking. (laughs) Especially when you know the owner is Ted Cruz. It's like If it was like a Husky or a Ridgeback or a, a working dog meant to be outdoors would be one thing. But this is clearly a dog that... Is living a pampered life. This is a dog that yeah. over hundreds of years was bred to be completely defenseless and helpless yeah. in the mm-hmm. face of any crisis. Yes. Um, but yeah, of course, Ted Cruz ditched his poodle and left it for someone else to deal with while he went down to Mexico. That's just, it's, it's Ted Cruz we're talking about here. Yeah.
1: I, I, and like, it's ridiculous that someone has to leave the safety and security of their own home to go deal with Ted's dogs.
0: Yeah, just make sure dogs. it doesn't die. Or I don't know, maybe it will. Maybe it'll be...
1: Oh, the girls will be so upset. Briefly, they'll get over it. But maybe something
0: could happen. Oh, no. Is the dog going to die in the cold? That would be horrible. I hate when animals die. I have never killed an animal. (laughs) Or a person, I swear. Or a person. Or a person, I swear, I swear. You know, they say the first step to becoming a serial killer is practicing on animals. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't know anything about that. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, like, and I'm not trying to, like, dog on anyone
1: who owns a poodle or whatever, but specifically for Ted Cruz, who, you know... The dog's po- name is Snowflake, too, which, which is fucking hilarious. Ted Cruz is a person who wants to be a manly man. I'm from Texas. Look at my boots, all that. And he owns a poodle. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. I
0: mean, he does live in a, in a household of women yes. and girls. Mm-hmm. Like, it's understandable. It's yeah. just funny when Ted Cruz does it. It is funny. And also, it, like, this is still... I don't know where this ranks... Because this made a lot of people, including myself, remember a much older political story involving a dog and a failed presidential candidate. Uh, Mitt Romney, who uh, went on a road trip with his family and uh, put the dog in its uh, sort of kennel house and just strapped that to the roof of the car for uh, just driving all day. What is across, wrong with people? <laughs> across the country. No, it's great. The dog will get a lot of air up there. It's fine. What's he loves problem? it. He's always got his
1: head out the window. Why not just put him the whole body out the window? It's fine. Uh, Let's move on. Over on the GameStop stock, uh, GameStop stock. GameStonk? I can't wait for this to be over because I hate saying that. Uh, Over on that side of things, there was, of course, the big hearing in Congress yesterday, which featured a bunch of key players from the whole meme stock fiasco. But with the wild week and a half or so of insane volatility in the rear view, People are actually taking a good hard look at the brokers that they're using and whether or not that broker put seemingly unnecessary restrictions on what stocks they could buy or sell, because uh, that seemed kind of fucked up. Obviously, the big culprit here was Robinhood, the stock trading app for Gen Z and millennials, which essentially shut down trading of a number of stocks when things were getting a little out of control.
0: Well, they 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 ran out of liquid capital, mm-hmm. and I don't know, at this point, I I do believe that they were in a position where they had no choice about things. Mm-hmm. It's just the reasons why their partners decided to impose this massive uh, like deposit on them very suddenly, I think has nefarious reasons yeah.
1: behind it. Well, it looks like the week of GameStonk's chaos might have had a lasting effect on the app itself because according to a survey done by Fortune, the Robinhood brand is severely damaged.
0: Quote, Fortune and Civis Analytics surveyed 2,336 U.S. adults, including 1,378 investors and 238 Robinhood account holders between February 5th and 7th. The takeaway? Robinhood has severely damaged its brand. More than half, 56%, of Robinhood account holders are considering leaving the platform as a result of the fiasco. 40% of Robinhood investors say they aren't considering it, and 4% say they've already left the platform as a result of its stock limiting. It looks like Robinhood is learning the lesson Warren Buffett preached for years. It takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. Now, in the case of Robinhood, it's like five, five years to build it and five seconds to ruin it. I would have left already, but they fucking charge you. They, they shake you down. To, oh, you yeah. To. The way out the door is not easy. They're like, uh, look, it costs money to move this money, this imaginary fucking digital currency to someone else. Like, that's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars.
1: Uh, yeah, or you can stay. They certainly don't make it easy on the way out. Yeah. Uh, having said that, it should be noted that the app is still probably the easiest to use and makes entering the stock entering the stock market the most user friendly, especially for the young people. Now, is that a good thing? That uh, it's so easy probably to not. Use? <laughs> but they, by no means should you feel like you uh, should you use it at all, especially if you feel slighted by them or if you're pissed off about how they handled the GameStop fiasco. Uh, I. Deleted, or I, I hope I deleted it. I deactivated my account, and they were like, All right, well, let's settle these funds. It's going to take mm, seven to 10 days. Yeah. And also, it looks like you still have some stock here. And I went through them. I have no shares of anything. I thought I sold oh, you it all. Sold everything. But there's like some random floating like uh, thing. Like I don't even know what it is, but they're like, You have to fully settle before you can fully deactivate. So I'm waiting for the like literally $30 I had left in after. Uh, all of all of it was said and done to go back to my bank account so I can find out what this mystical stock is that they say that I'm holding.
0: Yeah, I have, uh, in my Robinhood account, there's a non-existent stock listed that I just can't get rid of. Well, there you go. It's, because uh, it's it's a stock that got delisted mm-hmm. and like basically collapsed on itself. So it's like, it's just, it says like current value, like one millionth of a cent. And yeah, I, I, no, can't, I can't they, get rid of it.
1: The one that they say that I have is worth $2. <laughs> so it's hmm. like, just, I don't care. Just yeah. get me, I, I'm already over on Fidelity. I'm feeling great. Active Trader Pro is a great app. If you're on your computer, the phone obviously still sucks, but it's not good. Probably shouldn't be trading on your phone anyway. Anyways, we'll really see if this has any kind of real effect on Robinhood whenever they actually do their own IPO. Because up until the GameStop saga, the company was speculated to have a valuation of around $20 billion. Now, realistically, this won't change anything. The big boys are going to take their bags of cash away and act like nothing ever happened, and the retail investors will be left with nothing or whatever the stock is currently worth, and Robinhood will, I'm sure, remain a big app in the space, uh, as sad as it is to say. Uh, they'll probably weather the storm and continue on because at least right now there isn't much competition out there for mobile first smooth user, user interface stock trading apps for millennials and younger. Yeah. It's a hip uh, it's the TikTok of stock trading.
0: There are a couple other ones that uh, at the time that this was all going down a lot of uh, social media Weevil investors
1: and- there's like half crypto ones.
0: There yeah. There was one, I can't remember the name, but it was it was basically Robinhood, but like two years behind where mm-hmm. Robinhood is.
1: I did see there was, uh, I mean, someone had posted it on fucking Wall Street Bets or something that uh, like uh, there was a couple of the big uh, brokerages like Fidelity was hiring like UI, UX people and it's like, good, good. A- at the very least, this should inspire them to fix their apps or at least make yeah, them use their them.
0: app is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I just want to see how my stocks are doing. That's it. How about some news? Yeah. So yeah, anyway, let's get into the entertainment news now. Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, and here's some very good news about a movie that's coming out very soon. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Mortal Kombat! Has an adults-only. Yeah. Red Band trailer. Get and the kids to bed. You know what? Uh, double confirmed, this thing looks exactly <laughs> how we'd hoped. And it's going to be a cheesy, gore fest. As as deep as a puddle, and that's a huge relief. Yes, it's a.
1: Uh,
0: I, when I saw this, I was like, "They did it. They went and did it. They made it exactly what it needed like, to be." Like it looks stupid as fuck. My only complaint is like, it maybe doesn't look as stupid as I would have personally liked. But I think they they probably kept a, a decent balance there. I like, feel
1: like it captures the. I feel like it captures the vibe. Of the one from, like, 90... Was it 96?
0: Yeah. Like, it looks like it was made in 1996. Uh, It looks... The original Mortal Kombat movie looks like fucking garbage. This looks way better. You're just remembering with rose-colored glasses. I know,
1: but it doesn't look... Like, there were... This isn't, like, a huge, gigantic budget
0: movie. No, it's... uh, Kano's
1: eye laser looks like shit. There's a brief shot of what I think is reptile, and it looks like a street shark or something. it,
0: It looks only marginally better than the... Mortal Kombat YouTube web series that yeah, Shinema Prime things. had 10 yeah. years ago. But yeah, I mean, I wish we could show you the trailer, because we do want to talk about it, but we would get hit with a copyright claim, and we would get hit <laughs> by a community guidelines violation, because yeah. it is very violent. This is, there's some gnarly shit in this trailer, as there should be. Yes. It's Mortal Kombat. Uh-huh. Uh, But yeah, instead we'll just give you a brief descriptive summary and then after this video you can go watch the full trailer yourself using the link in the description. Uh, So Sub-Zero grabs a gun
1: that Jax is trying to shoot him with. He freezes it as the bullet comes out and then knocks the gun out of his hands, grabs him by the arms, which obviously freezes his arms to the point where they just completely explode into a mist of blood.
0: Hell fucking yes. Uh huh. There's Uh, your backstory for Jax's arms. Yeah, how'd you lose your arms?
1: Well, (laughs)
0: here you go. Uh, Then there's what appears to be an unmasked scorpion using his kunai to slice and dice some fighters and then he puts it straight through the head of one of them and then uses that leverage to pull his entire face and body down to the ground. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
1: Then towards the end of the trailer, uh, the the one that everyone cheered for, the best part of the trailer, Sub-Zero slices scorpion with an ice sword which shoots his blood into the air. Then Sub-Zero freezes his blood in the air, turns it into a dagger and stabs him with it. Yeah.
0: That's what Sub-Zero would do.
1: Yes! Yes!
0: Uh, the rest of the trailer, it's just some very basic introductions and world building. They literally
1: say their names.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's similar to the basic premise of the game and the first movie. There's, uh, there's a tournament, you have to be chosen for it, and a lot of the combatants have what appear to be superpowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the effects, if we're being honest here, uh, are incredibly cheesy. Yeah. They look like something uh, from 10 to 15 years ago. Sure. And there are no shortage of very cheesy one-liners just in this trailer. Uh, so we're sure that this movie will have plenty to offer on that front. Yeah. As it should. But like we said, this is exactly what this movie needs to be. It's the type of movie that we've been wanting for a while. A dumb, gory, cheesy, action-packed, hard-R martial arts movie with lots of people meeting gruesome fates after gruesome fates. Just a blood orgy.
1: Not, if I don't see someone knocked into the pit, I am going to ask for a refund on my HBO Max. You got Goro there. You
0: know he could be oh, yeah. pulling some Oh, so yeah.
1: Goro showed up, and it wasn't even, like, the craziest part of the trailer.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we were we were obviously a bit hesitant before, especially with those comments the director made. So I was like, it's, about, it's about
1: friendship and the ride that uh, they all take along the way. It's basically Fast and
0: Furious with uh, yeah. Scorpion. So it sounds like he was just, you know... Hedging your bets. Yeah, throwing us, off, throwing us off his scent. The trailer does give us the confidence needed to say that yes. We are very down for this movie. Mm-hmm. We won't even have to go to the theaters because it's coming out on April 16th, straight to HBO Max. I mean, I guess potentially a theater near you, depending on how bad of a dude are you and uh, hey, also least, how things are going. It, it, look, if you're going to go see
1: this in a theater in April... Wear a Sub-Zero mask. The man. mask, yeah, you can wear a mask. You yes, can cosplay. cosplay. Yeah, it'll be fine. The only thing I'm... like, Look, I think it's going to be good. The only thing I'm worried about... The fight chore- choreography has to be on point for everything. That's not super gory. Yeah. Like I've been spoiled by that show, Warrior. On mm. uh, it's it's also on HBO Max, yeah. but it's from Cinemax or something. That show has some of the best fight scenes ever. So Which
0: that, I haven't watched it yet, but that show's in like some weird limbo where like Cinemax no longer makes it, but now, now everyone, it's everyone's, getting popularity. Yeah, everyone's HBO just Max. now watching it, and it's just like no one knows who has the rights. It's to, like
1: that or, show. Yeah. I might be saying the wrong show, but I think it's like The Expanse switched yeah. to Amazon and then Amazon was like oh people like this Yeah. Uh, so hopefully it gets a third season It literally some of the best fight scenes you'll see I can't believe it's just like
0: a TV yeah, show I'm gonna watch that once I finish Peaky Blinders right. I, I just love that genre of like gangster shit from a hundred years ago it's yeah. a great genre when men were men boys yeah. were boys yeah and everyone just died all the time <laughs> yeah. yeah you were dead by 30 yeah
1: uh, anyways while we're talking about new movies and trailers specifically relating to HBO Max yep the damn Justice League trailer dropped and look You know what? I'll say it, so Elliot doesn't have to. He can remain on that side. Uh, It looks a lot better than I would have thought. Okay, certainly a lot better than the first trailer that was released with the song that's very out of place. And I know he uses it on purpose. Please stop commenting about that. I know that he uses it on on purpose. It just was odd. Okay. And look, as we've said, since the release of the Snyder cut was confirmed, uh, there's simply no way that it can be worse than whatever the hell we saw in theaters. It's going to be an improvement. That's what you say. You would think. Yeah. Still, we're just wondering how it's possible to recut a movie and turn it into a masterpiece based on what we actually did see on screen already. And no, this doesn't mean that we're saying this is going to be amazing. We're not completely switching our tune, because as you'll remember, Batman v. Superman was a huge letdown for us, and Snyder was in complete control of that one. Regardless, the recent trailer does pique my interest far more than anything else I've seen so far, and yes... It was actually very dumb yet hilarious that the Joker said the damn society line. I laughed about that because it's
0: genuinely funny. and yes. it, it actually genuinely makes me want to see the movie more than I did before. Yeah. I am starting at a baseline of zero. Yeah. But uh, I made fun of it on Twitter and the Snyder people got very mad at me. Well, that's I'm their like, whole shit It's, it's ridiculous. They, they knew what they were fucking doing putting yes, that of in of course there. they did. It's ridiculous. And I'm acknowledging that. I'm no, sh- you can't play anymore because you you didn't want this. Yeah, and then like even Jared Leto, like he fucking tweeted, like we live in a society. It's a fucking joke. Everyone's in on the joke. That it was put there on purpose. Yes. Look, just be happy
1: that we're more interested now than we ever have been. Okay? We're gonna give the project the benefit of the doubt we for now. We live
0: in a society. And
1: we'll have to wait and see how it plays out on our screens when this four-hour-long movie debuts on March 18th, which is almost exactly three years to the day that the original was released in theaters.
0: Damn. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, let's take a quick break now to say thanks to today's sponsors. And we got a new one for you that you've probably already heard of. Mm -hmm. Masterclass. Welcome, Masterclass, to our show. Have you ever wanted to try something new or perfect the skills that you have in a certain area but couldn't break through whatever it was that was holding you back? Well, that's where Masterclass shines because you're getting information from literally the best people in the business. From a variety of fields, like cooking, music, film, animation, business, tech, and plenty more. These are these are names that you recognize. These, yes. are, these are very famous people at the top of their craft.
1: Yeah, with Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds, anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn the art of DJing and music curation from Questlove. You can improve your cooking skills from Gordon Ramsay, or you can learn game design and theory from Will Wright. Uh, with over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing that you've always wanted to do is closer
0: than you think. Yeah, I was watching... Uh, Tom Morello's uh, guitar class and it's it's cool like it's obviously you need to like already know how to play guitar going mm-hmm. into it but it, it's mostly it's just Tom Morello like explaining like how he comes up with his ideas and sort of like his philosophy on music yeah. and uh, you know like stuff he did when he was getting started and uh, yeah, it's it's very cool I'm, I'm fascinated by
1: what it What I'm enjoying is the cooking stuff because I've made it so far that I can cook a recipe if you put yeah. a recipe in front of me I can cook it what I'm still not very good at is going to the grocery store and being like, I'm going to create a meal out of things that I find here, and it's going to be something more than just potatoes and meat or whatever. And I'm hoping that that is really where this shines, Give me the confidence to be like, oh, I can plate something that actually looks like restaurant quality eventually, instead of three basic ingredients. Uh, Anyways, these cinema quality classes give you unparalleled, unparalleled access to literal experts, and the lessons range from showing you how to execute a technique to insights about the craft. You can explore lessons in any order across your phone, tablet, Apple TV, or computer, and at just 10 to 15 minutes in length, you can squeeze in a few lessons here or there without setting aside your entire day for it. So if you're interested, we think you should definitely check it out. Get unlimited access to every masterclass, and uh, for our viewers, you can get 15% off an annual membership. You just go to masterclass.com/newsdump. That is masterclass.com/newsdump, or link in the description below for 15% off a yearly subscription to MasterClass.
0: Moving on now, have you ever wondered what makes Omaha Steaks so darn good? Mm. It's the aging process. Omaha Steaks ages their steaks at least 21 days because that's the sweet spot. It's where the magic happens. You can try those mouthwatering steaks in the Butcher's Best Sellers Grill Pack. It includes four of their iconic and fork-tender Butcher's Cut Filet Mignons, four ultra-juicy burgers, four savory pork chops, some desserts, and so much more.
1: I got my, my freezer is filled right now. I just pulled out some filet mignons for this weekend because I had a little bit of broccolini. Uh, leftover, and I'm going to do that up on Sunday.
0: I'm excited for whenever the time switch happens again, because I was grilling so much last year. And then it's dark out all And time. then, yeah, now it gets too dark too early. I, I, I put on a fucking headlamp when I want to grill outside. <laughs> it's not it's not ideal. But yeah, you know. I love Omaha Steaks. You know, I, I really love their, uh, their desserts and sides, yeah. the apple tartlets. Uh, All their potato stuff is really good. But yeah, the meat is incredible. Mm -hmm. So go to OmahaSteaks.com, enter code NEWSDUMP into the search bar for a special price on this Butcher's Best Sellers package. Plus, you'll get four more chicken breasts and four more of those delicious burgers for free. Omaha Steaks has been the leader of gourmet steaks and food since 1917. No one comes close to matching the flavor, tenderness, and value of Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com, type keyword news dump in the search bar, and order the Butcher's Best Seller Pack today. And don't forget, you'll get the four free chicken breasts and the four burgers. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword news dump. (sighs) Okay.
1: Oh, boy. Who is ready for some good news? I got good news. I've been trying to put good news in all these episodes. I know Elliot's ready because uh, I very recently suggested that he could de-stress a little bit by enjoying the cinematic masterpiece known as
0: Paddington 2. Yeah, I still haven't done it. I'm getting around to it.
1: Well, it's time to get all caught up, Elliot, because good things can still happen. And uh, Paddington is coming back to maintain his position as a a light in this otherwise dark and dreary world. You don't know what you're missing.
0: I follow Paddington on Twitter. He's got some good tweets. (laughs) Always always make me feel nice. And Paddington
1: is the real Mr. Worldwide. He tweets about marmalade in every language.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this Paddington 3 News, it has given me the strength that I need to get through the rest of lockdown because I'll at least know that there is a new Paddington movie on the other (laughs) side waiting for me to enjoy. Now, there's no real... News outside of the confirmation that this is in the works with reps from uh, Studio Canal telling Variety, "quote We can confirm Studio Canal is working very hard on film three with the utmost craft and care, as with film one and two. Aside from that, it appears as though uh, director Paul King, who directed the first two films, uh, he will not be directing this one. Buddy, he will be involved, and I- I'm not sure if that's because of the overlap with the Wonka movie. Oh, um, oh, yeah, the Willy Wonka origin story. Yeah, but it's the Paddington guy." Anyways, this uh, this is good news, and everyone should enjoy some nice marmalade as a treat. So I know I'm hyping this up way too much, but it, and that's the problem, is like, now this movie is like, held above as some sort of like, I mean, it, it's a great movie, don't get me wrong, but it is like fetishized now, like people love this so much, like it, there was BuzzFeed articles about it. There is
0: like uh, this sort of, I mean, it's, it's an epidemic in our generation of people uh, refusing to let go of childhood stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people our age are really into just how good Paddington makes them feel.
1: And there is, like, a cult following of this, and uh, I forget who I was talking to about it. Uh, It's one of the Schmodown guys. He's like, it's very culty. And I was like, look, it's a fun
0: movie. I'm excited
1: for another one. Is he a real bear, or,
0: like, is he a doll? He's anthropomorphic. He's a doll. He's a stuffed teddy bear. Oh, he's a stuffed teddy bear. Yeah. So, he's like Winnie the Pooh?
1: Sort of. I mean, he eats and drinks. Oh, so he shits too. <laughs> Paddington he pisses poops. and shits. Everybody poops. Oh. look! Here's all I can say. I watched that that movie and I was happy. I was a very happy person. <laughs> that's good. And I that's watched good. it like last year, like at the beginning of the quarantine or something like that. So that's why I think
0: still it, thinking about Paddington. <sighs> Well, that's good. I'll get around to it. Anyway, here's some more wholesome news for you. Uh, They tried to give Dolly Parton a statue for being such a good person, and she decided that she doesn't need all that pomp and circumstance, Mm -hmm. at least not right now. I love you, Dolly Parton. Yes. So a proposal led by Tennessee State Representative John Mark Wendell calling for a statue of Dolly to be erected on the Capitol grounds has a ton of support, especially after this last year. We want nice statues there was a pet- of people we
1: admire yeah there was a petition going around to uh, take down all of the confederate statues and every single one of them should have been a dolly yeah. Parton
0: yeah yeah um and yeah like a lot of people were like hell yeah dolly parton does deserve a statue because mm-hmm. she's a uh, very generous uh, selfless person who has had a net positive gay uh, effect on the world they just got to balance it right and it was all set to go but dolly herself She said, "Uh -uh." uh-uh. She put out an official statement, which uh, once again reiterates that she is about as pure of a person as we could possibly hope for. Uh, Here's what she said. I want to thank the Tennessee legislature for their consideration of a bill to erect a statue of me on the Capitol grounds. I am honored and humbled by their intention, but I have asked leaders of the state legislature to remove the bill from any and all consideration. Given all that is going on in the world, I don't think putting me on a pedestal is appropriate at this time. I hope, though, that somewhere down the road several years from now, or perhaps after I'm gone, if you still feel I deserve it, then I'm certain I will stand proud in our great state capitol as a grateful Tennessean. In the meantime, I'll continue to try and do good work to make this great state proud. And- Ooh,
1: she's, uh, you know, talking about these trying times. She's uh, responsible for one of the like research uh, uh, funds behind yeah, uh, coronavirus. The Dolly vaccine. vaccine. Yeah, she's great. Uh, anyways, BlizzCon kicked off on Friday night, albeit entirely online because, well, you know. But before Blizzard could reveal all of their latest updates and news about upcoming projects and releases, oops, everything leaked. That's the problem with doing everything digital. Uh, It's apparently because they sent out a bunch of digital press kits uh, and people just couldn't stop themselves. They just posted all that information online. Uh, So there weren't too many surprises, I guess, just because all of the most anticipated titles like Diablo 4, they've all been previously announced. Uh, Overwatch 2, what have you. But the first hours of BlizzCon have come and gone and now that things are official, here's some of the bigger news from the event. World of Warcraft Classic is going to see the release of the first big expansion with Burning Crusade Classic, which I'm very excited about. Burning Crusade was um, probably one of the last huge stay-up-all-night releases that I did as an adult. I waited in line at the local Walmart, loaded it up on my computer at home, and played until noon the next day. Uh Um, Then Diablo 2 is getting an HD remake uh, to hold people over while Diablo 4 is in development. Uh, Blizzard already confirmed that uh, Diablo 4 is not coming out this year, so don't get your hopes up. Uh, They did, however, show off a new trailer uh, for a rogue character in Diablo 4, as well as more information about the game. And there's a bunch of new info about Overwatch 2, including stuff like talent trees and map announcements. Uh, Links to just all that information is below.
0: Now, one hilarious moment from the opening night of this all-virtual BlizzCon, though, was the performance from Metallica, who had already previously closed out a BlizzCon way back in 2014. Now, Blizzard always gets some pretty big-named artists to close out their conventions, and even though this year was just going to be a bunch of people watching a band play over livestream, uh, they spared no expense, and they brought Metallica back. Yeah. There was just one problem. <laughs> uh, so the same copyright laws Metallica fought so furiously on behalf of about two decades ago, turned around to bite them right in the ass, uh, at least on a few of the official streams. Uh, Things were reportedly fine on the BlizzCon webpage as well as on their YouTube streams, but on the front page of Twitch, which was hosting the BlizzCon stream from their Twitch gaming channel, uh, the second the band fired up their guitars, the stream immediately converted to some sort of lo-fi royalty-free beats (laughs) while Metallica gave it all on screen, so you could still see them. But, but you were listening to elevator music while it was going. <laughs> and it
1: was hilarious. It was like James Hetfield being like, hey, what's up? We're Metallica. <laughs> dun, 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 <laughs> and then it just immediately <laughs> stops. Like the yeah. first chord that a bot could recognize yeah. of a song, it immediately flipped over.
0: Huh. Well, yeah, it was a hilarious juxtaposition. But it was made funnier by the fact that the Metallica was so instrumental And in the policies that led to exactly this sort of event. Yeah. Having the audio cut because letting them play could lead to the band suing over the performance that they were paid to do. Yeah. Which is it's just it's just funny. Yeah. Anyways, Lars. good job, Lars.
1: <laughs> I lo- look, there was a, I posted the video of this it's on my Twitter if you actually want to see the video of this it's happening because we can't even show it here because I think Twitch owns that music too. I think it's like Twitch elevator music. But um It is funny because a bunch of people were like shitting all over Metallica and like, oh, this band sucks And I I had to slow down, slow people down. Hey, you respect your elders. Metallica fucking rocks. Sure, they had some pretty aggressive tactics taking down
0: uh, Napster. And and sure, they have probably more bad albums than good albums at this point.
1: Mm, Ah, sure, whatever. Uh, But even a bad album gave us a good movie in Some Kind of Monster.
0: That is true. (laughs)
1: Look. They're one of the best live bands I've ever seen. I got I, yeah. I can't go down saying that Metallica is a bad band. They're a great band and they they know to only play the hits when they play live, which is what makes them a great live band.
0: That is that they're is, not coming
1: out and playing reload.
0: I, I, I respect the hell out of bands that have, are long past their prime but still put out records every like two to three years and when you see them live, they don't even fucking touch the new shit. They know exactly what people want to hear. We're going to do a medley of
1: our new album, and yeah. then we're going to get back to uh, playing uh, songs like like yeah. one.
0: Yeah, bands that do that, it's, just, it's so funny. You see just everyone get up to go take a piss at the same time. <laughs> Where do you guys go? Wait, no, it's it's some new you stuff. You guys
1: want to hear some new shit?
0: No. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, anyways, uh, that's it for this week's episode of News Dump. Stay tuned for a new episode of Weekly Weird News, but if you want to get caught up on everything that happened this week, We put Mm. an entire week's worth of nonsense, and it was a busy week, into two episodes that you can watch right over here. So check those out, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.